Welcome back inside the Letterman Lounge, everybody. That's Matt Parker, of course, the recruiting a snack, snap recruiting reporter, crack recruiting report, whatever you want to call it. That's Matt Parker. I'm Spencer Holbrook. Uh, Matt, let's talk about recruiting, shall we? It's going to be a brief discussion, but I think of one that's it's worth people's time. It's a good. It's going to be a good one. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you want to just dive right in into so the topics we talked about before the show. Yeah, basically, I'm going to put the ball on the tee for you and just let you kind of go at it. Uh, so you're the recruiting expert. I'm, I'm doing a lot of team stuff right now. My hands are kind of tied with with a, the local team that happens to be 5-0, and looking to go to 6-0 and up at Michigan State this week. Um, but, Matt, let's talk about the 2024 offensive line board first because I think there's some interesting developments that have come about. You've reported extensively on some stuff. Liam Andrews, uh, a couple of different guys, Ian Moore, um, so let's let's start there. Give us what you know about some some 2024 offensive line recruiting. Yeah, absolutely. So three important names I think that we're going to have to keep an eye on as this 2024 cycle starts to become really the focal point for recruiting for the folks at the Woody Hayes Athletic Center. Um, Donovan Harbor, Ian Moore, and Liam Andrews. Those are all three currently projected as interior offensive linemen uh, according to on three um, but all three play a mix of positions actually at, at their respective schools uh, I know for sure Liam Andrews is, is a comfortable penciled start at left tackle out of Dexter Southfield and Brookline Massachusetts um, but these guys are all really special talents really unique talents Ohio State is high on all three of them I do know that and you know if you want to get into the rankings discussion and the stars discussion, all three or four stars. And it, it's worth noting that in the on three consensus, all three of these prospects are inside the top 150 nationally. So to have three offensive linemen in the top 150, that's not 200 or 300. That's the top 150. I mean, those are the best of the best when you really look at it from that angle. Um, yeah, I mean, these are pick your poison. We can we can start with, with any of them uh, to really discuss and break down. But I think I'm going to start here, really dive in on, on Liam Andrews. This is a guy that is six foot four, 270 pounds out of, you know, the nearby Boston area, visited Ohio State for the Ohio State-Notre Dame game. And that was his... First time ever in Ohio Stadium. He said the atmosphere really blew him away. He said that to on three director of recruiting, Chad Simmons. But I recently talked to his coach out at Dexter, Casey Day, which I don't believe there is a relation to Ohio State coach Ryan Day. Uh, but I'll really have to do my due diligence on that one. Um, but this is a guy who uh, his coach told me he he almost has a defensive mentality playing offensive line and my my takeaway from that standpoint is this is a guy that's he's not going to sit there and wait for people to come to him he he's a body mover you know he's gonna hand in the dirt all of those lovely cliches that we all like to say about offensive linemen he really is that and he is he is a violent player he's going to attack players and i mean you said it you're you're, you're the team guy have you seen Ohio State's offensive line do that these last five weeks? 
Yeah, absolutely, Matt. And the thing that's interesting about Liam Andrews, the things the thing that's interesting about Donovan Harbor, the thing that's interesting about Ian Moore, uh, and that's interesting about Ohio State offensive line recruiting right now, just to to step back as I as I like to do, and then we can kind of hone in on guys like you like to do. Um, none of these guys have a connection to Ohio State or Ohio. Um, the knock on Greg Stadrava, the knock on offensive line recruiting lately has been. Uh, if you're a five-star, you've got to have a connection to Ohio or Ohio State. And if you're a four-star, you might be interested in Ohio State. That that narrative is changing. Paris Johnson's going to be a first-round pick at tackle. I'm pretty confident in saying that now. Dewan Jones has a chance to be a highly rated draft pick in the first couple rounds there. Um, Ohio State's offensive line looks like it's trending upward, and that's going to help recruit nationally. Um, and that's my biggest takeaway here, as I, I'm going to sh- shut up here in a second and let you get back to – to honing in on each of these guys, but the Liam Andrews of the world, the the Ian Moores of the world, the Donovan Harbors of the world, even even some other tackles, you know, I think the top rated ta- tackles in the country also like Ohio State, just not at this moment when we're going to talk about them. Um, around the country, people are starting to notice that this is a different Ohio State offensive line than they're used to seeing. And that's going to help the Buckeyes. That that knock on the recruiting strategy of Ohio State of, of getting those in-state guys First of all, it works. Um, it worked with with Thayer Mumford. It worked with um, Paris Johnson. It, it worked with Luke Montgomery, Austin Saravelli. You look at the guys that the, Josh Padilla in the twenty three class. But when you are Justin Fry and you say, okay, how can we make this thing even better? Go out nationally. And Greg Sadrawa had a lot of trouble doing that. I think that's part of the reason why he's not the offensive line coach anymore. Justin Fry can do all that, and so you know the twenty three class. He was always going to be played playing with a hand tied behind his back because he got here. Uh, when those relationships were already formed elsewhere. But this 24 class, I don't expect it to be an issue for Ohio State at all. I expect them to go out and, and take big swings on national names. That starts with Liam Andrews and Ian Moore and Donovan Harbor. Yeah, and you see, you know, you hit it perfectly when you say Justin Fry. What exactly? This is this 24 class is the first class where all of these new position coaches at Ohio State are able to leave their 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 thumbprint, I guess, if you will. Um, and, and we're already seeing that with Justin Fry. Uh, we know he's a real solid recruiter. You can look back at the talent that he brought to UCLA, guys that he got to coach at Boston College and stuff like that. And that's really that Boston College connection gives him a footprint in the Northeast. Um, just a little, a little plug there. But also uh, looking at looking at a guy like Ian Moore out of New Palestine, Indiana um, visited Ohio State twice this season. He was at the Notre Dame game and for Ohio State, Wisconsin. Again, two games where the Ohio State offensive line pretty much did whatever they wanted to do. Uh, we saw in the Wisconsin game, it was a lot more comfortable and a lot more scripted that they were able to do what they wanted to do because we all know kind of the flukes and ebbs and flows about the Ohio State Notre Dame game that. Ohio State wasn't expecting to happen. Um, but that's twice now that Ian Moore, who um, is really high on Ohio State, um, got to see twice Indiana guy, Justin Fry, also from Indiana. So there's a lot of relatability there between those two that allows that relationship, which is and always will be, in my opinion, the relationship is the most important thing when it comes to recruiting. If you don't have a good relationship with a prospect, and if a prospect doesn't have a good relationship with 
a position coach, with a coordinator, with a head coach, odds are you're not going to get the pledge of said prospect. Um, and that's a thing where Ohio State has to feel pretty good about early on in this cycle is the relationship that they have with all three of these prospects that we've named. Yeah, a wise, wise recruiting reporter once told me that uh, recruiting is all about comfort and relationship. We used to talk about the cars and not the cars of uh, maybe a different region of the country, but the cars in recruiting when it really matters, comfort and relationships. So, you know, you hit the nail on the head there. But that's just the, the the nature of recruiting, man, is that you have to build those relationships. You have to be comfortable walking into a, a kid's room or a kid's living room, not his room, but maybe for Jim Harbaugh, sleeping in you know, some houses. <laughs> but, you know, uh, you've got to be able to walk into a living room, sit down with mom and dad and build those relationships to know that, you know, a three or four year commitment is going to be the right move at Ohio State. And so I think Justin Fry is is excelling at that right now. I'm interested to see, you know, we'll be able to get a, a gauge of, of where the priorities lie maybe a little bit um, next week when Ohio State goes on the bye and Justin Fry can get out on the road, maybe take the net jet or, or a, a, you know, a plane of some sort, get out on the road and see some of these guys. Uh, but also check in on the in-state guys. It's, it's going to be a pivotal week. And he might be the one that I'm the most interested in to see just where he goes um, to yeah. see guys. It doesn't always – uh, give a good clue of prioritizing because like, you know, they, if they only get two days to travel, they might go see a kid in Georgia and a kid in Ohio instead of a kid out in California, just because it takes longer to get out there. But also you can start to get a little bit of a hint of where things are starting to trend based on where, where these coaches go. And so I'm interested to see where Justin Fry goes because he could go, you know, this next week and, and watch Donovan Harbor's game. He could go, uh, you know, he, he can go a number of places and, you know, he could also, you know, hone in on this 23 class and try to finish that out. And I wouldn't be surprised if he, if he skips on the 24s to go see the 23. So all that's to say the offensive line recruiting is certainly, certainly heating up, but another area, Matt, as we kind of transition here, uh, recruiting wise that is starting to heat up. And I think that is owed a huge, I guess I guess Cade Stover is owed a lot, and Kevin Wilson is owed a lot as tight end. Um, when you start throwing to the tight ends, people start to notice. And uh, Ohio State's never had issues recruiting tight ends. Um, they've got some good ones. Jeremy Ruckert, obviously Cade Stover is a little bit of a different story, but Bennett Christian, um, you know, some of the guys, Jelani Thurman now in this, this next class, talented tight ends always like Ohio State. They know the development path. They know that Ohio State tight ends go to the NFL and do well in the NFL. There's plenty of of proof in that pudding um but in the tight end pudding i don't know if i like that word but i don't think so we'll just run with it at this point um but the 24 class seems to be very intrigued by what ohio state's offering especially because now kate stover is all of a sudden an option in the passing game so so tight end recruiting is really starting to heat up and, and they've hosted a few guys i saw gavin grover on the sideline on Saturday, taking a visit to tight end from Olentangy. But there's a, a number of national names that are starting to uh, creep into the headlines here for Ohio State. Yeah. To touch on the first point that you made, you know, not only is is Cade Stover becoming an option, he, he's becoming a guy. You know, he's becoming – everyone likes to say the term dude. Like, he's, he's becoming a dude for Ohio State. Um, and, you know, Ohio State has had – Glimpses uh, of giving their tight ends some love in the past game. You know, I'm pretty sure back in 2014, Nick Van Hett scored a touchdown in the national championship, you know. But 
uh, it's always been glimpses and stuff like that. But now we see this Ohio State offense. We see Ryan Day and Kevin Wilson game plan for stuff. They put in stuff into their game plan that maybe has quarterback C.J. Stroud. His first read is Cade Stover or G. Scott or, you know, whoever else might be in there. And that's paying dividends on the recruiting trail. You know, last weekend – you mentioned Gavin Grover, local kid from Olentangy High School. Doesn't hold an Ohio State offer, but he's only a junior. Can can continue to grow and develop into an Ohio State-level tight end, if you will. Does hold FBS offers, though. I know he's pretty high on the Kentucky Wildcats down in Lexington. Um, but a name that does hold an Ohio State offer that was in Columbus last week is Kylan Fox. This is a kid out of Georgia has a great relationship with Kevin Wilson. The two talk two to three times a week. Um, I know Kylan was one of those names that when September 1st rolled around, uh, he received a, a pretty early text phone call on September 1st, not anywhere in the midnight hour. Cause you know, everyone's got to get their sleep, but uh, it was, it was pretty early in the day to be getting a message from someone. And this is a guy that, you know, as, as Ohio State begins shaping out its board for 24, this is a guy that they're, they're going to have to really keep in the loop. Um, and that visit to Columbus last weekend was so big for that relationship because, you know, you can have a relationship on the phone, through FaceTime, text, Twitter space, whatever you do. I don't know. However, people talk to people these days. I don't know. I still have a landline, so like what do I know? But uh that in-person connection. So you can have that relationship click. That's what counts. Again, that was uh Kylan Fox. That was his first time in Ohio Stadium seeing a game and it, opponent be damned. It doesn't matter who Ohio State is playing. If you can bring in a recruit to watch Ohio State play in Ohio Stadium, it's going to be an experience that they will never forget. And for him, for Kyle Fox, that's how it was. That's that's an experience that he said to me that you know he'll he'll never forget. Um, and I think that's big moving forward. But there are other guys in the twenty four class. You know, we've talked about Christian Benneker before. We've talked about Brady Priestcorn before, and. It, you don't want to say it's early in the 24 cycle, but it's early in the 24 cycle to really start placing priority. But you can start shaping out the board, and I think those are three names, again, that are going to be names that we need to, to follow. Those are names that Ohio State fans are going to want to follow. Yeah, for sure. And another note is that Kylan Fox did visit in the spring, in the summer for a camp, and, and I watched him run some routes on the indoor uh, there at Ohio State, and he was pretty impressive, fluid in his routes, had a couple of drops, but I think those are just nerves more than anything. You know, Brian Day and the company are out there watching you. It's it's going to be a little nerve-wracking your first time. So um, impressive player. I, I like, you know, you'll, you always like what you see in those June camps when somebody kind of stands out. Kylan Fox, definitely somebody who stood out um, at those camps. Matt, it's not like super sexy for us to be able to talk about offensive line and tight ends. But if you see what Ohio State's doing right now in the running game, what they're doing, uh, utilizing the tight ends in the passing game, it's definitely a an important part of, of roster building uh, from a recruiting standpoint 
you know, Ohio State almost had to dip into the transfer portal and, and grab a tight end this past offseason. It, it's looking like it's paying off that they didn't do that, but it was an option at one point. So if you can continue to stack good tight ends on top of each other there in those recruiting classes, you don't have to do those kind of things. And then the offensive line, you know, I just think Justin Fry is just now getting started. Um, one one guy that uh, I should have mentioned, and if he watches this, I'm sorry, I'm just now mentioning this, but 2024, he's listed as an athlete, but he, he plays tight end right now in high school, is 2024 tight end out of Glenville, Demarion Witten. That's a guy that has really been building his relationship with Ohio State. He's camped at Ohio State anytime the Glenville contingent has came down for camps. He's been at the visits that 2023 linebacker Commit Arvell Reese has been to. He's been part of the Bryce West 2024 cornerback visits. And now he has an offer of his own. And that's that's part of that Glenville way. You know, all these national prospects out of Glenville, they hold off. So their teammates can get offers. And I mean, Demarion had offers of his own from notable schools. Yeah, I believe Michigan, Michigan State, some other schools have offered, but that Ohio State offer that he got in September is one that he's been waiting for on a, for a long time. And to your note about uh, blocking and what Ohio State has done in the run game, this is a this is a kid who it almost feels like he prefers blocking. That's the his the first thing that he thinks about. You know, he said some of his best friends on the team are the offensive linemen, and I think if you're a tight end, and that's the first thing that you say is that you love blocking and you love hitting people uh that's gonna that's gonna pay well for you you know that that's gonna do good things for you and open up some doors a little bit of Cade Stover in those comments if you ask me I I think so and you know maybe maybe he's maybe he's just saying that to say that and, and hopes that Ohio State sees that by any means but I don't think so I watched a Glenville play um in week two of the high school football season and I once I realized who this very tall and, and, and solid kid was knocking people around, I was like, oh yeah, that that kid could play. And what do I know, right? Not a whole lot. But I do know that he's a good player. Yeah, the tight ends are such an important part of the run game. I actually asked Cade Stover on Wednesday not to make this team related because this is the Letterman Lounge, which you know, recruiting show. Hello. Uh, but you know, I asked Kate Stover, I said, how many pancake blocks do you have this season? And he was fine with telling me he's like 21. And I said, is that enough? And he looked at me with like some look like, are you stupid? And it was like, no, that's not enough. So, you know, it's one of those things where if you like blocking and you're a tight end, uh, you know, if you can do the blocking, you're going to get the ball too. And I think they're rewarding Cade with those, with those catches right now for the way he can block. And uh, you know, these 24 tight ends have got to be taking notice. Like I said, Matt, it's not, it's not always the most fun to sit back and talk about offensive line and tight ends. You know, a lot of people, you know, what's going on with running back? We'll have some running back content here soon. We're going to gather some more information. We were going to talk running backs today, but I think it's wise to to get a little bit more intel before we do that and, and put some stuff out for the people. Um, you know, wide receivers always fun. Defensive backs. We'll definitely have some defensive back talk next week as Perry Eliano and Tim Walton hit the road um, for some big trips down to see some players um, that they're high on next week. Uh, but for now. I think we're good with, with sticking with the tight end conversation, the offensive line conversation and, and getting the folks out of here on a good note, but anything else before we get out of here, Matt, I don't think there's anything else to clean up, but you know, you never know, uh, you know, maybe just mention that 
Keon Keeley's taking that official visit to Alabama. I think that's one to watch this weekend. Of course, um, I would expect a decision, you know, here in the next few weeks after that. And, and I think Ohio State's in a good spot right now. Obviously, another visit to Alabama isn't going to help the Buckeyes, but I don't think they hurt themselves with these two game day visits they had in September. No. Uh, it's, 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 it's Ohio State has, has made their case. They have said their pitch, and now they have to wait. That's really what it comes down to. It's, it's unfortunate, but it is what it is. Yeah, and that's that's the thing, Matt. There's not really much to say about Keon Keeley right now. You know, we we everyone knows, you know, the cards are on the table for Ohio State. And, you know, there's not really an ace in the hole for them. You know, it's it's like, you know, at this point, it's up to Keon. And so, you know, Nick Saban, Alabama are going to give their pitch. Gonna, he's going to see him probably stomp Texas A&M this weekend. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't think I will be. Texas A&M is bad. But, you know, he got to watch Ohio State stomp Wisconsin. He watched Ohio State beat Notre Dame. Now he's going to watch Alabama in T-Town, uh, you know, take down Texas A&M. And so it'll be interesting to see where his heart and head are following those two visits because I think it is a two-team race now. But that's neither here nor there. I just wanted to give a brief little update as to why we didn't really talk Keon as that official visit to Alabama comes. Maybe we'll even try to get Chad on to talk a little bit about Keon after after the Alabama visit. Uh, that might be a good thing for us to do. The folks in the comments, let us know if you want that. Because I, I think that would be something that we could explore, maybe trying to talk to Chad a little bit about, you know, Keon Keeley and Ohio State. Yeah, something to do. And something, another few guys in the network that we can name drop, uh, Joseph Hastings and uh, Andrew Bone from Bama Insider. Those are two guys that are very well connected with uh, – Keon Keeley recruitment. Um, so definitely looking forward to, to reading their stuff and, and hitting them up uh, next week. Yeah. Things out. Following those, that Bama visit, it's going to be a big weekend, folks. Ohio State on the road at Michigan State. Uh, recruiting weekend, I guess, off for the Buckeyes this weekend as they go on the road for the first time this year. Not hosting yeah. recruits just because, hey, they're on the road. But after that, coaches get to hit the road and, and take some road trips to go see some recruits. Uh, Matt and I have full coverage of that. Matt especially. I mean, Matt, Matt's been writing a lot, killing the game right now. So for Matt Parker, recruiting expert, I'm Spencer Holbrook. You can get all of our coverage right now at Letterman Row for $1 for the entire year. That is a hell of a deal, Matt. If you ask me, I'm sure the people would agree. Go subscribe there. Make sure you hit the little bell down below because you can get a notification every time we make one of these wonderful, wonderful videos. But again, for Matt, I'm just Spencer. Let's, let's talk about this next week. We'll see you guys next week.